Welcome to the 33rd episode from Cricket with the West Coast Infidels. This is also the 13th episode of our World Cup 2023 series. Just about five months ago, Pat Cummins and Rohit Sharma walked out to toss at Lords for the final of the World Test Championships. And now again, they will be doing so on Sunday, vying for another global trophy. The 2023 World Cup. We started a few months ago talking about squads, the people who were dropped, the people who were injured, their replacements, the lead-ups. And we went through 47 games. Some games were tight, many games were not. And now we are down to the final match, the championship game to be played at the Motera on Sunday. Before we go on to that, let's talk a little bit about the two semi-finals. India versus New Zealand at the Vankade, followed by the humdinger between South Africa and Australia at the Eden Garden. Ram, why don't you kick it off with the first semi-final between India and New Zealand? Fantastic. What a game it was. The one thing that we were all worried about as to whether it would be a boring one-sided game did not happen. The game for me was very much alive till the 43rd over of the chase which is quite staggering considering how India made 397 runs up front. Brilliant innings from Shreyas Iyer first, Virat Kohli next. I'm very clear about my order there. And then, of course, we had the support acts at the top of the order, starting with Rohit Sharma with yet another brilliant cameo, the way we went after Trent Bolt. And of course, Shubman Gill is steadily picking up. The after effects of his dinghy uh, is, is receding by the game and he seems to be spending more and more time in the middle. Hopefully, he'll have enough stamina to get to 100 at the Motera, but on that uh, a little later. Then the couple of other things that sort of stood out for me really was the Shami 7 fur. Though, again, the the point which at which India really won the game for me was the was the Phillips missile 43rd over Jaspreet Bumrah and the over prior to that which Kuldeep kept so tight that uh, primarily Glenn Phillips had to take uh, some risks. So those were my top quick thoughts on how the semi-final was. It was an absolute humdinger and, uh, and I'm, I'm so glad despite scoring, New Zealand was very much in the race for much of the time. Anand? You missed another centurion, two centurions. One is Daryl Mitchell, who I thought played quite a, a glorious knock. And the other unfortunate centurion is Tim Saudi, who went for 100 runs in his 10 overs. And Bolt also went for 86. That's nearly 45 to 47% of the entire score was scored between those two bowlers. They both had a bad day. KL Rahul and Shreyas Iyer made 70 runs in the last six overs. And I think that was what they did. I mean, we were briefly talking. If it was not 397, it was like 340, 350. You know, probably the game would have opened up. You know, I'll say the P word. If the pitch wasn't changed, if the the fresh pitch was used, would we still have made 397? I don't know. The whole point is we shouldn't be talking about it. This utter nonsense should not have happened. But here we are. Shreyas Iyer clears boundaries. That is some insane hitting again. And this time around, it was not the spinners who, you know, bore the brunt. I mean, he did hit Sandner, he did hit Ravindra, but he hit everyone. He hit Bold, he hit Saudi. He, I mean, this guy, I think as his confidence build, builds up, if this is the true Shreyas Iyer, I think it's like a completely new version. And Rohit, he lived a little bit of a charmed life, at least initially, but... Before you blink your eye, he's across 40. 
one of these days hopefully sunday that 40s that will be like a 140 and that's the game the bowling aspect of it for a good 45 minutes to an hour there was a feeling that the game you know is going to slip away the last time we all spoke wasn't made a couple of very poignant we were all focused on the team batting second will fold in the first 15 overs but wasn't said any team that bats the first 15 overs they can chase down 400 Yeah I went back and listened to the episode and and that almost exactly what happened once Rachin was out you know 39 for 2 at the you know 8th over and is there a better chaser perhaps Virat Kohli is you know Kane Williamson and Virat are the two masters of the chase they know how to pace the innings they know how to pace the innings 8th over through 33rd over that was 25 overs when Kane Williamson yes he got lucky Shami dropped a sitter. Daryl Mitchell should have been out a couple of times. You know, a couple of LBWs. You know, at least one LBW went his favor. That I thought India was very unlucky to not have him then at that point. But 25 overs, they went from you know completely controlling the game, and things looked very dire. Would I was wondering would New Zealand survive the first 15 overs? They went, not only survived the first 15 overs, they went till all the way to 33rd over. for the first time in the world cup i saw the indian fielders body language drop i saw rohit becoming you know sad terrified confused the works and it has to be the man again shami to come back and rescue us funnily enough when chiki chika said apparently shrikant went to shami and told shami that he was so thankful that shami did not play when shrikant was you know playing because shrikant wouldn't have survived a bowler like as good as shami and shami said in his hindi tar i mean i'm not doing anything great i know only one thing which is i know how to hold the ball i know how to release it i know where to pitch it and that's all i do ball after ball after ball <laughs> and shrikant was like you know this this man is great i mean he knows his strength and he just sticks to it shami was just proper you know good length bowling and it was just spectacular to watch but great game i do wonder if kane williamson had read the pace of that ball it was just a bit slow and kane you know went for that shot in the 33rd over a little bit too soon and it got the toe end of the bat you know any other day it was a six and you know they might have chased this down you know again wasn't said this pitch after the 15th over they were flying but 397 was a road too far pretty much every indian batter fired that day and that's what got us home and you know thanks to shami wasn't we talked about this in the last episode we knew that if they play out the first 15 overs without losing a whole set of wickets if you remember we looked at the numbers from the previous games at the vankade every team lost four five six in one case eight wickets in the first 15 overs these guys just played conservatively they did not try to establish an eight runs per over run rate even though they were chasing nearly four they kept their cool they battled those 15 overs and it also helped that uh, our quicks were not that effective the radar was a little off and that was enough and then they got rolling but i will say that you know when it mattered at the death overs 42 onward these guys were spectacular the 41st over was bad right uh, siraj gave away 20 runs and uh, at that time the asking rate was about 12 so and these guys were absolutely on track and then kuldeep comes in he gives away a three three or four run over and then the over after that jaspreet bumrah gets his yorkers bang on he takes the glen philips wicket 
trying to close this thing. The, the, the best example of what happened there was look at how Mitchell was progressing. He had 100 of 85. And then by the time he was out for 134, he had, he had batted 119 balls. In other words, after getting that 100, he took 34 balls to score 34 runs. And that was all through that death period. Exactly. That was the kind of bowling that happened at that time. To me, the game was changed by Kuldeep. That 42nd over from Kuldeep Yadav, he only considered three runs. And then he did it again in the 45th over. In the middle, they prized out Glenn Phillips. Mark Chapman. Yes, correct. The previous over and then yeah. Mark Chapman. And then Shami came and took out two in a row in quick succession. And that was it. So that was the, end. the pressure that was applied by the one over wherein they couldn't get away actually put us in a save. Had Kuldeep gone for runs in that 42nd over, if they had made contact, if they had managed to hit the ball out of the ground a couple of times... We might have been well been seeing in, uh, New Zealand in the finals. I don't think that uh, Mitchell and Phillips have the ability to hit Kuldeep. Had it been Kane, it might have been a different story altogether. But coming back to the Indian innings, I concur with you guys that Shreyas Iyer is one special player. And Shreyas Iyer at the Vankade is an even better player than Shreyas Iyer anywhere else. His numbers at the Vankade, domestic, international, you name it, they're absolutely outstanding. You guys are right in that, that last push between Treyas and Rahul, those runs were worth their weight in gold. Ironically, Rahul in the beginning was just flapping at the ball, not making yeah. any contact. For first 10 balls, yeah. he looked completely out of it. And then just like that, he found his touch. And after that, the ball was just screaming to the boundary. In fact, there were a lot of questions raised as to why Rahul and not Sky at the fall of Virat's wicket. Uh, More so because this is exactly the reason why Sky is in the team. But somewhere down the line, the team management was very comfortable with Rahul. And we have to remember he had a 62 ball 100 just a few days before that. He has all gears in his game. So so quick uh, numerical update, right? After 10 games, Shreyas Iyer now has 526 runs. So, third Indian player to have 500 plus in this World Cup so far. But as a, at a staggering average of a 75 and a strike rate of 113. That is mind-blowing. Here's another number. Uh, Shreyas, I think, has played 51 one-day internationals and Rahul has played about 75. Both of them have hit, I think, 61 sixes in their career. Interesting. Yeah. At this point. And Kimber covered this beautifully in a 10-minute YouTube video, which I caught today morning. I mean, literally every one of the Indian batters, with the exception of Sky, I guess, has an average over 50 right now. And not counting Rohit Sharma, who's 49 point something. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he basically says, like, literally the, the, the best collection of Indian batsmen ever to have played the game have all descended upon this World Cup as part of the same lab. And are performing. So that was the brilliant thing. Which is why Kimber said it, I, I, I think this is the best possible team India could have assembled for a one-day international ever, with all due respect to the 1983 team. This feels like the complete unit. If this is the complete unit, why even change the pitch and let tongues wag? What's the point of it? You know, this Indian bowling attack would probably win in any pitch 
You know, if it wins on flat tips, imagine what it would do on a friendlier pitch. Are we that less comfortable with the fear that our batters will not do in a fresh pitch on a green track or the memories of 2019 semifinals and, uh, you know, 32 for 30, whatever for nine? So fresh in our minds that we have to do this thing. To me, at least, it leaves a very sour taste in my mouth. It gives ammunition to all the conspiracy theorists. It demeans this fantastic team, a true set of world beaters, a team which would beat most teams or you know on their day. Why even sully their name? I'm just mad at that. That pretty much reflects uh, where I am as well. It, it completely unnecessary exercise does not help the team management at all. I think the team is fully capable of playing this on their own. Though I did read some other report about how that they wanted some of the, the grass chopped off and things like that. I mean, lots of reports flying around. We don't know which one to trust and which one's, you know, unsubstantiated. We don't really know what the truth is. The fact of sure. the matter is that the pitch was changed. The playing conditions clearly state the ground authorities have sole control over the pitch and they are responsible for it. Nowhere is it said that the pitch consultant from ICC has to approve or not approve anything. Mm. Fine. And it is uh, not the first time a used pitch has been used in a semi-final. 2017 Champions Trophy, they used a used pitch at Swansea or Cardiff, I don't know where. And England were beaten by Pakistan. And they kept on complaining about it for a long time because the pitch was turgid and they couldn't hit through the line. There is no basis upon saying used pitch cannot be used. And guess what? There's been no cricket played for eight days on that pitch. Right. The last game was played on the 7th. Before that, it was played on the 2nd. So there's very little play actually on that pitch. And the only thing is, apparently looks like they decided to use three pitches for the tournament with two pitches playing two games each. And the centermost pitch, which is pitch number 7, was supposed to have been used for the semi-final. And they changed their mind. So, but unfortunately, this became a big issue. I also believe that Atkinson probably thought he should approve. And he got all upset and then these leaked emails and all that stuff. But all that aside, the pitch did play very well. There was no problem. Misbah Ulhaq calls it a perfect ODI pitch. As such, like you pointed out, these guys have been getting a lot of flack for anything and everything. Most of it untrue. Why open the door? I mean, some of the conspiracy theories from some of the ex-Pakistani cricketers are beyond stupid. Those special balls being controlled by space lasers and DRS questions. And the latest was even more bizarre that Rohit Sharma tosses the coin too far so the opposing captain can never see what it is. Rohit Sharma did yeah. not win every single of the tosses. He lost a few tosses. Just this classic Pakistani... Uh, yep. Lost it so far that even Rohit couldn't find the coin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say this. I think Anil Kumble, before his video was taken down by ESPN Cricket, said the following, which is, in a one-day international, the pitch really does not matter. All pitches in Vankade behave the same. He fully expected the pitch to play well, and it did. He only left us with one question, which is, the home team, the pitch chain does not matter. But if you're a visiting team, you've seen the pitch the day before, you've made up your mind, you've made up your plans, and somebody tells you the pitch has changed, now what would New Zealand be wondering? Why did they change the pitch? Is it going to turn a lot more? It puts a question in their mind at the last minute, in a knockout game like this, at a big stage, 
that is completely unwarranted. It's unfair to them. Mm. And thankfully, it was New Zealand. Thankfully, it's Kane Williamson. He brushed his aside and he said, this is a great pitch and he moved on. I don't expect Pat Cummins to do it. Perhaps Pat Cummins. I don't expect mo- most other captains to do it. Yeah, Quality. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spot on. With that, let's go to Eden Gardens, where the pitch was very different. Anand, what do you think about South Africa and their struggles with semi-finals? The top six, which never failed batting first, chose today to be the day to fail. Everyone except Miller. But again, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a huge fan of Kumble. As Kumble eventually pointed out, the difference between the two teams was actually the fielding. Yes. Right? In the first 10 overs, South Africa only scored 22 runs on last three wickets and Australia scored 74 runs on last one wicket. Yes, that, that elephant in the room is there. But Kumble said the first 10 overs, the way Australia fielded, the way they took their catches, the way they stopped the runs, they prized out Quinton Decock because QDK batted 14 balls, had scored only three runs and he went for that shot. Unfortunately for South Africa, Bavuma's hamstring did not fail him. Scored a four-ball duck. And after he left, first over, last ball of the first over, Temba Bavuma left. Over six, they were eight for one. That is not this South Africa. That is not this QDK with four centuries in his back. And that was completely done by Australia's fielding. And that was the difference. They priced out Dikart and then uh, Van Der Dessen played 31 balls for a six. He's a stable uh, player, but basically that's what did them in. You know, Markram tried to accelerate, he fell. And then when Van Der Dessen fell on the 12th over, they were 24 for four. Kumble said both the batting struggled, except for Head, who was literally walking on water, and uh, Warner... I don't understand this Janssen watching this looks like watching some other bowler. I think did Rohit Sharma completely destroy his morale, perhaps? Kumble said, you know, their bowling was good. The, both their battings flayed. It came down to fielding. South Africa held one sharp catch and I think they dropped five half chances. You don't defend 212 against Australia when you drop five catches. And that's what happened. And it's pretty sad because, you know, this wanted batting lineup of top six Except for Klassen and Miller, nobody really delivered. And, you know, maybe maybe it was the pitch. Maybe South Africa and semifinals don't go hand in hand. But this Australian machine is fully humming right now. Their batting was kind of falling into place. One batter or the other was always firing for them. But now this bowling unit looks complete. They didn't even have to use Mitch Marsh to bowl. You know, they only use six bowlers, which is unusual for them. They usually use seven on most games. Everybody chipped in. Glenn Maxwell had a dream game as a bowler. He only went for 35 runs. You know, everybody chipped in. Hazelwood, I mean, Hazelwood is Australia's shami. Bowls test length, keeps it simple. Three maidens. When was the last time a one-day international bowler bowled three maidens in a spell? 12 runs and three wickets. He bowled only eight overs. You did not yeah. bowl his quota. And people in Australia are very angry about that. Yeah. <laughs> they should be. South Africa is chugging along. Head comes and gives them the break the breakthrough. You know, get Janssen first ball duck, but before that, you know, Klassen. He's the one who cleans up Klassen. Can there be a more worthy opponent for a World Cup finals than Australia in this form? Sunday is gonna be fun. Sunday is gonna be a lot of fun. I, I do feel sorry for South Africa, but somehow when they were fielding 
after the assault of head i mean head just went crazy jansen did not help their cause at all i saw rabada's bowling and rabada was spraying a bit he bowled very great balls in mixed with uh, pretty ordinary ball and i thought that they waited little too long to bring in markram and little too long to bring in kochi and little too long to bring in shamzi i don't know what uh, bavuma was you know planning there but the 74 runs in the first 10 overs if it was like 44 runs it would have been a close game you know doesn't have to be 250 scored even with 212 if they were 40 for one at the end of 10 overs and that pitch was like that i think south africa stuffed it up they stuffed it up with the bat they stuffed it up a little bit with the ball when they open and they definitely stuffed it up with the field such as australia won it south africa lost it yeah world cup semi final 45 minutes of bad cricket 24 for 4 tradition continues from old trafford all the way to even <laughs> they lost it i think you know the fact that they bowled the as well as they did and stayed in the game and again just like you know for me the earlier game it was the glen phillips dismissal for me here it was you know the shamsi glen maxwell dismissal at that point i still felt south africa was like in the game and that was pretty late in the event because it was in the 24th over and it was 5 for 137 yeah at that time south africa was very much in the game but unfortunately i guess not bowling rabada at all after that i it, i believe he had an injury so that may have uh, come in the place and then of course not bowling markram for all 10 overs just like hazel would not bowling all 10 overs and marco yanson poor chap you are probably right about it his mind has been completely messed up by that all out assault in the india game he's since not been the same in fact he was rested in one of those other games yeah. where andy okay. i can't pronounce his name feluqueo played that game maybe they should have stuck to him even today i wonder because marco yanson did not contribute with the ball marco yanson did not contribute with the bat so yeah very very poor day for him and i think the other one i want to say here is you know sixth over i mean seventh over was when keshav maharaj was first introduced and the first ball he gets david warner out and i wonder if bauma had thought of bringing him in a little earlier No, I think it was Aiden Markram who got David Markram. Warner out first. Markram, Markram yeah. who got it. Keshav Maharaj came on to bowl much later, later. way much too later. late. In his first over, he, he got, got Travis Head with an yes. absolute beauty. I thought Maharaj bowled beautifully. Absolute beautiful. Uh, 10 overs for bowling. 24 runs. 15th And over. He, Maharaj did not bowl until the 15th over. That's yeah. a lot That of time. I mean, how do you... Done. on yeah, this track not bowling maharaj no i think they just was very scared that uh, travis head the left hander left arm spinner that nonsense oh. was the reason marco yanson was just coming and just dropping the ball he was just coming and just letting the ball hit the ground essentially they were a bowler down that way and rabada didn't bowl which essentially meant there were two bowlers down rabada as you pointed out anand there were some very good balls and there were some poor freebies real real bad balls had they held their catches even half of them this game was theirs i don't really feel very sorry for them because they brought it on themselves the australians won the game they deservedly won the game and a special mention for pat cummins this is the third time the guy just doesn't let the excitement the pressure get to him very calmly guides the ship home 
In fact, that shot that Steve Smith played was horrendous. The Steve Smith shot was 10 overs in the making. Between overs 24 and 34, Australia scored 40 runs. Like overs 8 to 33 when New Zealand batted against India, where Kane Williamson and Daryl Mitchell batted, was riveting cricket. They were very defensive and then they slowly took control and they accelerated. This 10-over spell between 24th over and 34th over made for some like great viewing. So many catches dropped, so many near misses. Labuschagne and Smith barely surviving. Mm. Scored 40 runs. And the pressure of that shot that Smith was 10 overs in the making. What occurred to me though is, had this been against Jadeja and Kuldeep, they wouldn't have lasted this long. Those guys are better bowlers than the Maharaj and uh, Shamsi combination. Although Maharaj is a very, very good bowler. Very good Maharaj bowler. bowled very well, but Shamsi is capable of bowling the loose odd one every now and then. The <laughs> difference with our chaps is they just don't bowl loose balls. Remember the close LBW where the umpire's call went against South, uh, South Africa. Africa, right? That ball was pitched outside off and came in. But Shamsi never bowled that line. He was always bowling middle and leg, going towards leg with a leg slip. And, and the beauty of it is, this was pointed out. In the last time they played at the Eden Gardens against India, this is exactly what Shamsi did. He kept on bowling a very straightish line and he was absolutely collared by the Indian it. batters. Everybody pointed out, pitch it another foot outside. Whenever he did that, the batters had a problem. But he didn't do it all the time. But anyway, heartbreak for South Africa. Yet another semi-final exit. Before we forget, they carried uh, Kerry for a game and then English came in. They carried English for a while and then on the day it mattered, he delivered. After that initial head assault, the run rate did not matter. You could score three runs and over and that's exactly what they did. Between Smith, Labuschagne, English, Mitch Stark and Pat Cummins to block one side, three runs and over for 30 overs and they still won the game. At the end of it, Worthy finalists. The two teams who are there in the final are the worthy finalists for this tournament. One quick shout out for for Gerald Kodzi. Superb spell. I mean, he bowled eight on the trot, including that Yorker that took out uh, English. In fact, that's what reminded me when you said English. This guy is just 23 years old. I did not realize that. So, yeah, I mean, effectively, a lot of the South Africans have played their last World Cup. They, some of them may have played their last one day as well. But people like Kozi doing well is good for South Africa. They do have some talent in the bank. At some point of time, Markram will be given the reins of the team. And this is going to be a team to watch out. Absolutely. Just like SRH. Just like SRH. <laughs> Just like SRH. <laughs> I would like them to do all this after India finishes their tour of South Africa. Later yeah. this year. And I would still like a slightly incompetent team in there. Maybe we will finally get our final frontier. But that's on a completely different note. Talking of final frontiers. Now the final. India versus Australia at the Motera on Sunday. Highly anticipated. I would think it will be a houseful. 130,000 people will be there. I suppose there will be maybe a thousand, if at all, Australian supporters. And the rest of it will be supporting India. So talk about very imposing environment. Before we go into the actual game, and uh, there's one thing that I noticed as to how much Australia and India have been playing each other this year. They played four tests for the Border Gavaskar. 
in Nagpur, Delhi, Indoor, Ahmedabad. And then they had a three-match ODI series at the Vankade, Vishakhapatnam, and in Chepok. In fact, the Chepok game, we saw Zampa bowl beautifully to win the game for Australia, although India won the series. Then we had IPL 2023, where a whole bunch of Aussies were playing. We played against them in the final of the WTC at Lords. And then came a three-match ODI series again, just before the World Cup, at Mohali, Indore, and Rajkot. And in the World Cup, we played them at Chepok, and now we're play, playing them in the final. After all this is over, there is still a five-match T20I series wherein Matthew Wade is going to lead Australia. We don't even know who's going to play for India. All this is wonderful practice for Australia. I mean, talk about planning. Talk about planning. They've spent the last year here. Okay? <laughs> so it's not just Warner who's going to sing Buttapama. The whole team will do it now. The playing 11s. Well, India is not going to make any changes. What about Australia? Australia? What do you guys think? I don't think Australia is going to make any changes either. I don't uh, think either team is going to make any changes. Except, I have to see the P word again. If the ICC whistleblower, I don't know if he's speculating, he's conspiring, or is it just fodder for tabloids? If they're going to muck with the pitch again, if they go with the Aksar Patel pitch, would India consider a third spinner or no? None of that will happen. And then we'll go with the traditional IPL Gilfest pitch. And then it's time for the Prince to deliver. What do you think yes. is going to happen there? I, I am. So firstly, in order to have an Aksar Patel special pitch, you need the pink ball, which we aren't getting here. So yeah, it will be a standard pitch. It will be a slow, low, possibly closer to the Eden Gardens than to the Day in terms of pitch composition. But it still doesn't uh, create the need uh, to play Ashwin. Who would you play him in place of? Would that be Sky? I, I assume so. Because the rest of the chaps are completely undroppable. So it's only Sky you can think of replacing with Ashwin. But I don't think we need that sixth bowler at this stage. You know, dropping Shami, Jaspreet Bumrah or Siraj is out of the question. Yeah. It's going to be the same 11. Uh, one thing is sure. We are not going to go into the match with just five bowlers with one of them being Ashwin. That's not going to happen. No. If Ashwin no. comes in, it has to be as the sixth bowler because they are not going to take a chance of having three spinners as part of five bowlers. And the other guys are undroppable. To me, Ashwin's World Cup was done the moment Hardik Pandya's World Cup was Pandya, done. Yeah. Right? As as it happened to Shardul, it also happened to Ashwin. Ashwin. Both yeah. of them, their World Cup finished there and there. So I don't see any changes. The Australians, I think they have found their combination. It is too much of a big game player to be dropped. Labushin batted very, very well. I don't think they'll be inclined to bench him for Stoinis. They have enough bowling options. So I can't see any changes. This is not a 350 kind of a ground. By and large, from what this tournament and prior tournaments in the past, this is more of a 300, 325 is a winning score when batting first kind of a pitch. In fact, in all of the games put together, the best batting display came in the first game when... Rachin and Devon Conway obliterated the English. But that was a poor English effort. You have to remember that. So I think this is a sort of 300, 325 is a very imposing score if you bat first. It's not a big ground. It's not a small ground. It's just about right. I think the square boundaries are a little smaller, if I'm not mistaken. There's a little bit of an Achilles heel in my in my view in the Australian middle order. I'm just looking at Marnus, Labuschagne, SPD Smith, etc. in terms of World Cup numbers. 
So Marnus has 304 runs and an average of 33 and a strike rate of 75. Stephen Smith has a total of 298 runs and an average of 37 and a strike rate of 81. Compare this to how our middle order has been batting. The, the difference is rather stark. Australia is basically being carried by the top three, particularly after the injection of Head into the team. Head's been awesome. And I'll read out his numbers also here in a bit as I scroll. Warner, of course, has been spectacular, if not anything, right? I mean, Warner has 528 runs in his 10 games at an average of 52 and a strike rate of 107. Marsh, close by, 426 runs out of nine games. And then he's got a highest of 177 and 200s at a strike rate of 107. So these three are really carrying the Australian side, not so much Steve Smith or Marnus Labuschain. So yeah, if, if if the Indian bowlers do well at the top, then you know you expose the Achilles heel very, very quickly. But again, I take your point. Steve Smith is is the big game player. Come at the hour, come at the man. That man is Steve, Steve Smith. I, I think if it's over 350 runs, then Smith and Labuschagne become a liability. If it is mm. 300 to 320, it's their game. It's Smith-Labuschagne game. Six to six and a half runs and over, they can milk their way. The one player whom I think India team might fear is Travis Head. Absolutely. If they can get him early, the whole balance changes. Warner has been very good, but Warner will not decimate you, at least the Warner of today. So you're not going to get slammed out of the ground by a Warner special. But Head, the way he is playing, is very, very difficult to control. More so because he hits in places that are generally not well guarded. His area of shots is very different from any of the others. That is always a problem for opposing teams when people bowl to him. And that's something that was pointed out by, I think, Shane Watson. He said this guy hits in unusual areas, which makes Mm -hmm. it more difficult for people to figure out how to manage him. Striking at 139 this World Cup. He's only played five games. He was missing for five others, right? Yeah, so he will yeah. be totally this X-factor at the final because he didn't play the first game against India as well. Mm-hmm. Something to look out for. I think Mano Mano India is a better team. Put together as a team, Australia is at on par or slightly better than India. The unique amalgamation of all Australians coming together, you know, you know that they are all big game players. I, I think this game is going to be decided by our head, who's also striking at 135 up at the top. If if Rohit bats 10 overs, we are in a very good place. If Rohit, uh, you know, hasn't had many failures, played 10 games, I think he's only failed twice. Got me nervous. If he is off to a flyer here as well, I think the rest of the team would just fly with him. Absolutely. I would say the bowlers, two of our quicks, our three quicks are better than their quicks. And one of them, for them, I would say more like 2-1. Okay. especially the way Cummins is bowling, the spinners sort of cancel out each other. Zampa has been bowling very well. And then comes the guys in the middle. Guess who stands out? Shreyas Iyer. Yeah. These guys, they don't have somebody like Shreyas Iyer in the middle. Shreyas and Rahul. And Rahul, yes. Yeah. And before the tournament started, there were quite a few people who said Rahul is the key to this Indian team. All that said, is there any better game for Surya Kumar Yadav to come alive. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> Last chance. <laughs> I'm really hoping Surya Kumar Yadav comes to bat in over 50. <laughs> I hope he is not needed. Yeah, But I agree. Wasn't just like think about it. We are talking Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, and we are saying the Indian pace trio is better than them. I mean, what better place to be? Yeah, Bumrah and Shami have been bowling better than the three Australian quicks. Siraj is the only one that who's sort of fallen off. Okay, and as Vijay says, he just should be sort of hypnotized into believing that he's bowling to Mendes and Pereira, and that's <laughs> the end of Australia. ஆஸ்திரேலியாமி they they need to figure out we need to see what plans do they bring for him so i think that will be the, the as i'm saying this i i realized our middle order of rahul and shreyas ayer compared to who steve smith and labushain two of right. the greatest batters ever australia has produced this is quite remarkable this is quite remarkable yeah this this I, I, probably yeah. the best, best as as kimber said this is probably the best team india can assemble I'm getting goosebumps. I'm going out on a limb now. I'm going to say Siraj is going to take out head in the first five overs. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So anyway, so let's talk about this though. Toss. Bat first pitch, correct? There should be no debate there. I think this World Cup, you should bat first. Although India won its first five games chasing. And how many of those five games was in Matera? I don't know. I think at least one, one. or two, right? One. Uh, Pakistan game. Pakistan game. Yeah, I think, I mean... I don't honestly I don't think it matters at Motera as much as it did at Wankhede. I don't think it matters but I think India would bat first. But I think this Indian team can win at Motera yeah, can win batting first up or chasing. Yeah, agree. They can win either ways. So Australia traditionally likes to bat first and the Indian team really doesn't care which way. So it doesn't hurt to put them out of their comfort zone. I still wouldn't mind somebody bowling to jadeja and him playing the ball down to deep fine leg to pick up a boundary in the last over like he did sometime in may yeah okay that that time the yellows beat the blues this time it can be for the blues against the yellows and yeah. the and the big launch over uh, long long on yep. before that i wouldn't mind it color switched but levity aside i think we are looking for a riveting final now can it match the 2019 final i don't know let's see yeah more importantly i don't know i don't yeah. think i can last if yeah. the match gets so tight yeah i was yeah. i was about to say i want it close but not too close yeah i <laughs> yeah. mean yeah. july 14 2019 we saw two of the greatest contests going on simultaneously with novak djokovic prevailing over roger federer in yeah. 13 12 in a tiebreaker while at Correct. the same time england ben stokes uh, ben stokes, ben stokes took uh, back of his bat yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but that was some day i mean i was watching the two games on split screen and flipping the volumes between the two because i did not know which one to watch i don't think i want something like this i don't mind a close and interesting game 
And then winning by 25, 30 runs is great. Yes, it's yeah. good. Exactly. And winning with about two overs to spare. Just win. A fairy tale ending would be Virat Kohli anchoring the chase. Yeah. If there is a chase, we need Virat Kohli to come good. There is no two thoughts about it. Most certainly looking yeah. forward to this. So, Ram, 12 years ago, where were you when the final was being played? I was watching this at home in Bangalore on the 2nd of April, 2011. So, I will do the same thing this time as well. At best, I might go to a neighbor's house and watch along with them. But yeah, it's going to be here. Anand? I was moving to India from here. And uh-huh. all my stuff was in a container. I was My family was homeless for the lack of a better word. <laughs> um, I watched the game with in at a friend's home with 10 other strangers I had never met before. I distinctly remember Emma Zoni walking in and somehow Dhoni lived. I was, you know, I was generally very sad that I'm leaving the country, leaving this country and, you know, I was overall gloomy, but somehow put all my faith in Dhoni that day. And, you know, I recorded that, you know, I have screenshots of it somewhere and, you know, he basically carried us that day. And, you know, great day for Indian cricket. Great day personally for me. And I, all I remember is ever since Dhoni came in, I refused to sit. I was standing, I think, the remaining two and a half hours. So, we'll see what happens this Sunday. Yeah, I was uh, distraught when uh, Sachin was out. Yep. Uh, and then later when Virat Kohli was caught and bowled. And then once Dhoni got a few of those slap drives going, I knew... Uh-huh. This is going to get very, very interesting. Cool. And yes. as the innings progressed, it was very clear that Dhoni was not going to let this one pass. I also thought Lankans looked sort of lost. Within about 15-20 minutes of Dhoni's arrival, after Murali Dharan was neutralized, Correct. they just didn't have the capacity to fight. Even though Jayavartana hit one of the most ink Incredible hundreds ever in played in a final. That 103 not out in 83 deliveries. And towards the end, him and Tisara Pereira absolutely smoked our bowlers. Zahir Khan, 10 overs, and for some 60-some runs. After 5 overs, he had only considered 6 runs. Dream hmm. first spell, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had to do without Ashish Nehra, which meant Srisan was there and he was being carted to every corner of Mumbai. What, what happened to Nehra? He was injured in the game against uh, Pakistan. He bowled beautifully, but he managed to break a finger or something while fielding. <laughs> but anyway, coming back to the present, it's a different team. It's a different game. I would say a far more rounded opponent. I still think, you know, I go with what Anand said. Man to man, I mean, India has never assembled a more formidable squad. And if they somebody has to deliver a World Cup, it will be this formidable squad that has to. Yeah. Australia have to play out of their skin. Into win, yes. To win. To win. Exactly what we said about the New Zealand game, right? And yeah. New Zealand played out of their skin for about 42 Almost, overs. Yeah. But you've got to go the whole way. The irony of this is, just two months ago, Everybody thought that this, these guys didn't know what they were doing in terms of selecting the team. Yeah. There was so much ridiculing and uh, everybody pretty much said Rahul Dravid is useless. These guys, the selectors are useless and whatnot. They actually knew what they were doing. Let's give it to them. Yeah. They, they knew what they were doing. They had this plan very carefully. They tried out the guys whom they wanted to try on the fringe and 
it's not an accident that Ashwin is in the 15. They obviously felt that they needed an off-spinner. And who else but this guy? I agree with everything you said. And I also, you know, but every time somebody says Shreya should not be playing, I'm like, and replace with who? Yeah. Uh, you know, or even Thakur. I mean, Thakur gets so much flack and replace with who? You know, Deepak Chahar, perhaps. I think we did luck out with Hardik's injury. Unfortunate yeah. injury for him. Fortunate for the rest of us. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, even the 25 they shortlisted down to the 15 they eventually picked. Unfortunate for Aksar, any other yeah. team in the world, he would be in the playing 11. But Correct. that's India. I do have one question. We picked our favorite players for... for <laughs> the uh, semis. <laughs> the semis. Like I picked Jadeja for the first game. He did take three catches. His bowling was sorted out. He went for 60-yard runs. He didn't get to bat. I think Vasan picked who? Rahul. You picked Rahul. He came good. Uh, who did you pick, Ram? I picked Bumrah and I picked Mitch Marsh, who, by yeah. the way, got a Marsh. You should pick Mitch Marsh again. Klaassen came good. Wasn't second pick. Klaassen came Klassen. good. I picked Markram. Partly okay. Uh, he Bumrah. came good with the ball. He came good with the ball. He came good yeah. with the ball. Reasonably good with the bat. You should pick Mitch Marsh again. <laughs> I am totally <laughs> So, who are your picks for the final? I think I'm going to ta- be play safe and pick on Steve Smith for uh, Australia and uh, Shumban Gill for India. He should be fit enough to play a long innings. Wasn't Rohit Sharma for India and for Australia, I'm going to pick David Warner. I think this game is going to be decided by Rohit Sharma and Adam Zampa. Thank you, David Miller, for messing up <laughs> Adam Zampa in today's game. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, this is a wrap on the 13th episode of the World Cup 2023 series. Thank you very much. 